30 for 30 post game Northwestern. Uh, the Illini get the win 73 to 66 at the State Farm Center. Center Once again, Iota Sumu with the closing shots, a pair of long threes, the second one from the parking lot. Uh, it was on the other end, perhaps from oven um uh, but it was it was obviously a big time shot and then uh, you know it just clinches it but it looked like illinois was going to run away early um got out to a big you know 18 point first half lead 25 to 7 looked like they were going to cruise and then all of a sudden northwestern just kind of chipped away took advantage of the illinois turnovers and uh get the uh you know got back into it got within two at one point um but uh or was it one i think it was one actually and then uh you know but uh, Desuma hit another tough shot at that point as well with four minutes to go. But uh, Kofi uh, Coburn continues his double-double barrage with 17 points and 10 rebounds. And uh, Illinois gets the win. They move to 15-5 and five overall, 11-3 and three in the Big Ten. Best Big Ten start since the 04-05 season. That season turned out pretty good. So hopefully this one will finish you know, almost maybe a, even just one one game better would be all right, though. Um, so Mike, Mike Cagley's with us. Mike, the Illini guy. What do you think about the uh, ball game tonight? Well, I tell you what, it was interesting because if you look at it, um, Illinois was up twenty three to seven when Kofi got the second foul and went to the bench. They scored another basket to make it twenty five to seven, and then a uh, combination of what you said, turnovers. And nobody to get those big offensive rebounds to change up the pace for uh, Northwestern. And more importantly, you know, uh, Kofi patrols that lane and, and he intimidates people. And when he wasn't there on defense, you know, all of a sudden uh, you, when you go out on the, the wings and you go aggressive and you make a mistake, there's not a seven foot tall, 285 pound monster to scare people when they when they get past you. And I really thought that him out of the game uh, really turned it around because they were 23 and seven with him in the game. And then the rest of the first half was actually 19 to 15 in, uh, and the advantage was Northwestern's. And, you know, then you throw in some turnovers and boy, that changed the whole complexion of the game around. Yeah, I thought um, Illinois, when they got that big lead, they tended to – they started coasting. Um, and, and I think that it's not that they weren't playing hard. It's just they start thinking it, it was so easy to start with. Everything was easy. Easy shots, wide open looks, inside out. Throw it to Kofi. He scores. You know, it was so simple. They thought it was going to be simple. but and, and, you know, last time they played Northwestern, the Wildcats pretty much quit in the second half. I mean, they laid down and they outscored them 53-13. to 13. And then you throw that together and it was like a – I think they said 78 to 20 run Illinois over Northwestern at one point. Now, what happens is this time Northwestern competed. Chase Adish, you know, uh, Pete Nance, they decided to play. Um, Boo Booey hit some tough shots. And and so they competed. And, and this time and when teams compete, you got to keep bringing And I said Illinois got sloppy, turned it over, led to some, you know, what do you want to call them? Pick twos, pick sixes, whatever you want to say they are. And uh, Northwestern gets some easy baskets. And then in the second half, I thought Illinois just missed free throws and um, and turned it over some more. And <clears throat> then Northwestern got a little confidence and they start making some really tough shots. And I don't know how many. I think there were 12 points. I counted six baskets Northwestern had that went in, out, bounced around and fell in. I mean, you know, and those could have gone out just as easily. And Illinois makes their free throws and they win by you know, 18, 20 points, and we're just sitting here going, hey, another an easy win. But, you know, maybe this is a better way to do it. Um, you know, you hate to put it all on Iowa's shoulders every game, but at least they're able to, to get the win. 
I saw uh, one thing, Mike, I, as we talked a little bit before we came on, uh, Adam Miller came out hot, you know, hits his first two shots and then finishes three for 11. It seemed like he uh, struggled after that. What are your thoughts on uh, Miller's game tonight? Yeah, you know, it was it was a very interesting game because on offense, um, you just don't see a guy who can who will miss their threes by a lot after just nothing but net on a couple threes. And so it was a little bit frustrating. The only thing that I that I was happy about was he did keep his defensive intensity. Sometimes when guys are struggling, um, you know, shooting or they don't get shots, they kind of list on defense and, and they ease up a little bit. I thought he stayed he stayed well there. But um, I, I was really hoping hitting a couple shots would transfer to his confidence for the game. And it just didn't do that tonight. And, um, you know, we got to get him, get him going. I guess the good thing was Georgie was five for seven. You know, he scored a little bit and, and you needed somebody to fill up that void. And uh, tonight, you know, Georgie played well on the offensive end of the court. So it was a team effort. Yeah, that Georgie came in and gave him good minutes, five out of seven from the floor. First double-digit game of 2021 for Georgie. Um, he had, you know, he had 10 first-half points. I thought he did a good job filling in for Kofi there, although I, I do hate the two-foul auto set. I, I've never been a fan of it. Um, and if you look tonight, Kofi Coburn played 23 minutes. He sat the first half with two fouls, and he finished the game with two fouls. So they didn't play him because he might foul out, but then he didn't even get another foul. And Kofi's really done a good job avoiding fouls. So uh, I think it's a thing where, you know, obviously they had the lead and that's why Wonderwood stayed that way. And Georgie was playing well. And so it allowed them to do that a little bit. Um, I thought another guy who stepped up big, um, you know, Jay Raniston started and comes out and scores five quick points, has two rebounds, two assists, like boom, boom, boom. And then I think he finished with five points, three rebounds, two assists. So he had like one rebound the rest of the game. So, but then DeMonte Williams comes in and I thought he played a fantastic game, not maybe scoring, you know, although he, uh, you know, he did have some points. He had a nice back cut there at the end and he finished with five points, but he had um, uh, uh, three rebounds and five assists. Um, I thought he played, had a block, a couple of steals. I thought his play at the end when Boo Booey, you know, he switches on him. I thought his ability to switch out and guard guards was was really impressive on a day when maybe, you know, Trent Frazier had struggled a little bit with Chase Adish. I thought Adish did a really good job scoring against Trent. And that's, uh, and I'll tell you, Trent's a great defender. So that is a tough thing to do. He hit some tough step backs, create a lot of separation. Um, so that was an impressive game for him. And, uh, but I, I was really impressed with DeMonte. I thought he really did a lot of the little things, those intangibles uh, coming off the bench. Yeah. And he's one that if you, haven't played a lot of basketball or you haven't coached a lot of basketball, sometimes his uh, contributions will not go noticed by some fans. But, you know, it's it's really funny when there's a key rebound that you need, the 6'2 guy comes up with it. Um, there's a, you know, there's a ball that goes past him and he gets his hand up and, and changes the trajectory so it doesn't go into uh, an opponent's hand, but it goes to another Illini player. And and I will tell you that back cut that he did was a thing of beauty. And there was there was three things that happened on that I thought that were pretty good. One was he recognized the opportunity. He saw his guy not really focusing. He cuts to the basket. Of course, Curbelo seems to see everything. So he sees it 
And then that pass goes in there and, and uh, Williams has his hands ready for it. Because, and he, you know, you could see him doing the, the glasses on the way back that he knew he was going to do that. And I think he had some sort of statement. You have to have eyes in the back of your knees when you're on the, the court with Curbelo, which is one of the funniest statements. But that play had two or three things going on. And then, and then Williams has had trouble finishing in the lane. And boom, he finishes in, you know, in a crowded lane. And that was a key basket. Um, and those are the type of plays that, that you look at and, and you really appreciate what he's doing out there. And, um, you know, even Curbelo, you know, he had some of his moments tonight, but, um, you know, he had, he had some turnovers. At the same time, you know, Curbelo comes away with seven rebounds and he gets several of those 50-50 balls that if Illinois doesn't get them, this is a different game. And maybe we're talking about, you know, you just lost your shot to be a number one seed. So those are the small things, I guess, that coach has to build on in terms of the positives that, that players bring to the table. Yeah, no question. I thought, you know, Curbelo had seven rebounds. I, you know, that he didn't have his, you know, that pass was great. I think one thing that you see now, guys, that, that so many guys just cut through lanes and don't look for the ball. When Andre Curbelo has the ball, you definitely want to look for the ball because he sees like a sliver and he's going to throw it, you know, so he's going to find that opening. So definitely great vision. So the Illini get the win and, you know, at the end of the day and talking to Underwood after the game, obviously that's a, you know, that's the goal. And, you know, they're not going to be easy. You know, Iowa even mentioned, you know, everybody wants these 30 to 40 point wins. Those are people who didn't play basketball and don't understand the diff, how difficult it is day in and day out in the Big Ten. And um, yeah, you're, you're going to get a, you know, and if Illinois is clicking on all cylinders, they like they were last time they played Northwestern, they are going to win by 25 points. But the realistic thing is you're not going to be like that every day. You're not going to have everybody clicking and they didn't tonight, but they got the win. And, and that's what you have to do if you want to uh, keep competing for Big Ten titles, finding a way to win. Currently, they uh, have a much tougher schedule coming up, though. The next three are scheduled on the road. Um, and although none of them are, you know, unbeatable, and I think Illinois is probably going to be, you know, the analytics are going to favor them in all three of those games, uh, they're tough, tough places to win. So the next one is Saturday at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is 13-1 and one at home, I believe. They're, they are the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. They go on the road and they look like they've never played basketball. And they're at home and they look like they are the, you know, Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan played. So um, 72 win Bulls. So it's just a different, you know, Minnesota's uh, the home and road splits there are just astonishing. So Illinois has to take care of business on the road and we'll kind of see what, that, what happens there. Mike, what are your thoughts on uh, as they go on these next, uh, this road trip, the next three games? I'll tell you what, the Minnesota game scares the heck out of me. You know, I go back to the era of watching Trent Tucker and Randy Brewer, you know, that era of team with that dang elevated floor. Um, I lived up in Minneapolis for five years when Haskins was taking them to a final four. I do not like, if you can get out of there with a one point win, I am happy as can be. This is one of those games that's going to be a tough one because if you look back at my uh, heat check after that game, you know, I had Patino, I had all the uh, dirt on his coaching grave um, before he's turned this team around and I'll give him credit for that. But boy, you know, this, this is a scary, this is a scary game because at home, these guys fill it up. And if the Illini walk out there and they treat this team and they have the respect of the, they respect this team as if, it's a, it's a team that they're going to go out and beat by 40 points. This could be a scary uh, game on Saturday. 
So I, I really, I really want to make sure that if I'm a coach, I want to make sure that they're ready to get out there and compete from the first moment, because this Minnesota team is going to want a piece of Illini flesh and at home, they're going to have the confidence that they can get it. And I don't think we want to give them any help by, you know, spotting them 10, 15 points to start the game off. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, it's a tough game, but I think Illinois uh, got the right pieces and personnel. Um, Kofi really gave Robbins a lot of trouble last time, and uh, Trent Frazier did a fantastic job with Marcus Carr. So I think they match up pretty well with Minnesota. Now you just got to find a way to, to get the win on the road. So Illini win again tonight, 73-66 over Northwestern. Uh, they, uh, they, it wasn't always pretty. But it's a dub. At the end of the day, they moved to 15 and 5, uh, 11 and 3 in the Big Ten, and they are uh, ready to get ready to head to Minnesota and play at the barn on Saturday. This is uh, Brad Sturdy, Sturdy for 30, with Mike Cagley, the Illini guy. And uh, we're uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again after Saturday's game. See you.